Welcome, everybody, to the Lockdown Lakers podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined by Pete Diaz. Pete, the Lakers are a single win away from their Ah. 17th NBA championship. How about that? Uh, It's so close, man. What a freaking game. I forgot how finals games can take years off of your life. (laughs) This was the first game that was like that. This was the first finals game this year that felt like a finals game. This, I mean, that's exactly what happens when you tempt the basketball gods and you say that this has been such a stress-free fucking run to the finals. Thank you. Thanks a ton for that. They're it like, has oh, been you the- want some stress, Pete? Here, let's throw out Alex Caruso at your star player's knee. Let's see how you want some stress- <laughs> <laughs> It's still, I, I stand by my statement. <laughs> I talked with the basketball uh, right, guys. I just or listened. Like, you yeah, know, like yeah. every so often, I would say something that that you know, uh, religious people would be a little nervous about, and they would just say, like, they would look up at the sky and they would say, "Big guy, that's mm-hmm. him saying it." I'm gonna step away from him for a bit. So if you feel like smiting, if you're in a smiting kind of mood right now, <laughs> go ahead and smite Pete over there, all the way over there in Southern California. Um, there's a ton to get to in this game. There's Anthony Davis's defensive performance. Uh, he finishes oh the game as a plus 17 game high hits the game's biggest shot, I think as well. I think the Lakers actually might've figured something out in the half court that I want to run by you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just that, that might help them in their, in their final game here. And, and then just in general, like, the, you know, one of the things that you and I have been talking quite a bit about is let's just enjoy this, man. There might only be one game left of this season. So we're going to we're going to try to soak this in a little bit as well. And, and actually, I kind of want to start there because you talked about the stress level. It's not quite the same as the late the last time the Lakers were in the finals. And I was, it was 2010. So I was in college. Jesus. I was drinking a bunch and, <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, we could throw full on parties. Now I have to like the, the most I could celebrate on a shot was throwing one of Avery's like stuffed animals down on the ground. Cause it doesn't make a ton of noise. <laughs> uh-huh. She's sleeping like right on the other side of the wall from where our TV is. Uh, so, so it's a little bit different here, but, but still, it's uh it's it's pretty incredible to go through those experiences and and really live and die on on every freaking attempt yeah. down the stretch there. Yeah, every attempt, every possession, every oh, what are you doing? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. KCP, it, man. Well, KCP, all right. man. I think you know, you, me, everybody basically on 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 the internet, outside of maybe a couple people. I, I really hope that the conversation about KCP shifts significantly next year. Like, I don't think, I don't even think heading into this, I, we know this for a fact that uh, he was not regarded as like even a, a top tier role player, right. Mm-hmm. In, in this series, even the, the, you know, we would, you would see the conversation about like, yes, LeBron and AD are the two best players and then Miami had the next best five, but mm. KCP, you can make the argument has been in that, in that, you know, gap that, that we talked about or that we were told about heading into the series. He's been that good. Yeah. I, well, I thought he's had a rough 
couple of games prior to this and when both he and Danny were struggling, it can be yeah. tough. And and um they targeted him defensively uh mm-hmm. with Butler last game and with Hero in this game. So th- there were parts where you know, it was a little bit dicey, but the the attack of the closeout, the drive on Duncan Robinson, you mm-hmm. tweeted very appropriately that it's people other than LeBron and AD being aggressive. That's really yeah. important, right? It drive those driving lanes. Um, they're there and just being able to put the ball on the floor with speed and beat Robinson off the dribble the way he did, just letting it fly on a corner three in transition. We were shooting so poorly in that fourth quarter. I was really happy with the shot attempts that we were getting yes. for the most part on our threes. Jen, Jen we were just the same not thing. like we're getting everything that we want, which like yeah. She makes these observations and and not to sound condescending or whatever, but she makes these conversations, you know, these, she, she makes conversation with us or with me while I'm, while I'm talking about this thing. And, and to be completely honest, it takes me away from Twitter because I, I enjoy having Jen there to actually talk us through. It's much better game. to talk to somebody in person than, yeah. yeah, than watch it on Twitter. Yeah. So much better. Uh, but that was actually we'll we'll kind of shift up the the order of of uh, how we were going to talk about this game here. That was actually KCP attacking off the dribble, Rajon Rondo attacking off the dribble. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was actually the thing that I thought the Lakers might have found against Miami, like because they were running they were running the the LeBron AD pick and roll, but all that was doing was producing a switch where Adebayo is now guarding LeBron James, and that's not an advantage. Like, or, or at least it isn't the advantage that you would hope to produce from a LeBron AD pick and roll. And and I just don't think, like I think Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn when he's out there are so bad defensively that you don't have to have LeBron attacking those guys. It doesn't have, you don't have to, you don't have to hunt that switch as hard as heavily throughout the game as the Lakers have been doing it. If you can just get the ball rotated over to KCP or rotated over to, to Kyle Kuzma while those guys are closing out, they can't, that, that, that is the matchup you want to hunt there. That's the thing that you could take advantage of more consistently, I think, than that, whatever the LeBron AD pick and roll was producing. Yeah. The, I was happy with the LeBron Bam switches, but the attacks off of the dribble were, we discovered that I think in the second quarter, we had all those turnovers trying to force the ball to AD in the post and it was frustrating because if you just flash middle to the free throw line from the weak side, that's a great opportunity to score off of that. And the couple of times that we posted uh, in, in the second half, we got open three, three point attempts because a weak side cutter dove, they have to take him skip past by LeBron or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, those dribble penetration lanes, uh, both in terms of personnel and in terms of their scheme, right? They're hedging higher. They're blitzing LeBron from time to time. They're, they are spread out defensively. And that's one thing we did with the lineup change, right? To start the second half, started Markeith Morris instead of Dwight. Remember brought that up in uh, toward mm-hmm. the end of last pod. And that I think helped fix the spacing. And I thought we got killed to start the second quarter with that lineup where Keith was trying to defend Bam and mm-hmm. Keith was at the five. That was a rough few minutes. <laughs> so I think we, I think we tried to flip that so that Dwight could come in at that point too just in case, but Bam didn't start the fourth quarter. So it didn't, Dwight didn't end up playing in the second half, but uh, yeah, man, just, sorry, I'm all over the place, but yeah, the, the dribble penetration is, we really discovered that in the second quarter and we weren't finishing all the way to Mm -hmm. start out uh, 
and we will need to make shots, but that that is going to be more effective than our, our ball screen stuff, I believe. Well, you can, you can just kind of see it on their faces. They would get by the initial line of defense and then anticipate somebody being there at the rim. And with like LeBron and AD, they're meeting somebody at the rim because they can have, they can, they can bring somebody there to that, that part of the court because of, you know, if Alex Caruso is out there, they're helping off of there. If it's Rondo helping off, but nobody's, nobody's, nobody's helping off of LeBron. Nobody is helping off of AD. And at this point of the series, you can't help off of KCP, can't really help off of Kuz. So when Rondo or KCP or even Caruso or Kuzma, when they're out there, when they get past that initial line of defense, there is nobody at the rim. And I think, like, I think there was a tendency to this point in the series where they would take maybe one or two kind of probing dribbles, but it wasn't really fully attacking taking that second or third attacking dribble and getting all the way to the rim, I think is a thing that they might be able to take advantage of moving forward. Yeah. Drive with bad intentions. And, yeah. um, and I think this, the increased spacing in the second half helped with that as well. Yeah. It's uh, it was, it was, it was quite the game. Uh, I want to talk, let's, I want to talk about Anthony Davis. I want to talk about LeBron uh, and then we'll talk about what it might be feel like to, to be one game away Oh man, I'm so glad the Lakers won because it'd have been like three days of what's going on in LA. What's well, we're for the Lakers. It was thank God they won that one. I it's been difficult to listen to podcasts as it is. So I'm glad I'm glad they won this one. So let's take a quick second though and talk about uh Anthony Davis because I think as the kids say, he deserves some flowers here. Today's show is brought to you in part by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. They have 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut, if, if you uh, have some kind of allergy there. There are six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. Well, they're all glorious. And then their 12 original flavors are what got me to fall in love with the product in the first place. They're healthy. Built Bar is great for the health conscious guy. Uh, they uh, lose or maintain weight while you're indulging in a delicious tweet. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for the keto diet. Uh, and they all have, you know, with, with their peanut butter in them, 19 grams of protein. If you go right now to BuiltBar.com and use your promo code LOCKEDON, you'll save 10 bucks off your next order. Not your first. Well, obviously, you'll, you not just your first is how I'll put it. Not just your first, but your second, your third, your fourth. And however many times you spread the word to your friends to tell them to go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, you and they will get 10 bucks off your next order. So one more time, that is BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON. like diluting the conversation all the way down to this but the case that you have basically made and that i have agreed with for ad being one of if not the best player in the nba is what he's capable of doing defensively where he took a 40 point score limited him down to 20 points uh 
And then also, by the way, hitting the biggest shot of the night, which is a a standstill stare down three pointer, all the huevos on that shot mm-hmm. that like that didn't even just, touch the rim. It was wet. yeah, it was money as soon as he shot it. It was it was it, I, which by the way, give give AD more attempts from the left wing. Like let's just keep let's keep firing away from from that spot. But but yeah, I mean that that's that to me was one of the takeaways here. On top of everything that we saw from him defensively, just like holy like that's a moment that AD. You know, I think I, I hitting that shot, given what was at stake if he misses it, especially coming off of how poor a performance he had the game prior, putting all of that aside stepping up and knocking down that shot might be a pretty huge moment for him in his career. Absolutely. And for, for having that defensive performance and then hitting that shot, he was so active defensively. And when you're that active defensively, you lose your legs a little bit. And you're, this was a game where unlike game three, both teams were, were in it, right? We were locked in this whole game in terms of effort level. I didn't like, uh, our counters in the in the first half, um, particularly with those post entries, right? But we were yeah. playing really hard this whole game, mm-hmm. and AD had the greatest defensive responsibility. So to be able to shoot a flat footed stare down and raise up three like that with all of the mileage on his legs in mm-hmm. this particular game at that intensity level, and just just what just like beautiful, <laughs> so you know? Clean. Just, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, it was. It, it was. And, just, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. Just it, it was so so impressive, and his the work that he did on Jimmy Butler, uh, and and Bam. He had some switches on the Bam that were phenomenal. But he just every he he had so much defensive responsibility in this game, and he he did he executed it with flying colors and it was perimeter defense it was interior defense it was switching it was communicating huge rebounds by the way huge rebounds yeah man just just a virtuoso defensive performance and he can do what he did on the offensive end he had a couple couple of big shots and he hit a baseline jumper late in yeah late in the shot clock where uh, Miami was running some one, two, two zone here and there that was confusing us. And you got to just hit big shots on some of those plays where you don't get a good offensive possession. And he had a couple of those, man. And and so just to put it all together defensively and that elite shot making, man, I, he's, he's got a strong argument for the best player in the game. That's it right there, man. That game that we just saw where he scores 22 points and like the way I would put it, remember back in the day where where AD makes it easy for casuals who don't who aren't really paying close attention on defense, right? When when usually when when somebody who who doesn't analyze the game deeply is watching a basketball game and the other team has the ball, they both they mostly ball watch and and it's kind of difficult to pick up like the idiosyncrasies of of what it is that makes a good defense good. But AD is so good at defense that you could be watching the game that way. And he, and you can see and he stands out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a great you, way of putting it. You can see, you know, every time it looked like somebody was going to get a, get a uh, was going to get a clean look. AD just comes flying out of nowhere, if not to block it, but at least to make them think about the shot 
and then also, by the way, somehow finding a way to get back and put himself into position position to get aboard. Uh, he was deflecting passes, or 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 at the very least being there present so that those passes looked a lot more difficult than they might have. Just just some of the best stuff you're going to see on that end of the court ever. And Tyler Hero missed an open layup in transition because he heard footsteps from AD. <laughs> There's also that factor too, that, that yeah. oh, that's Anthony Davis right there. You see guys just pass up shots yeah. that they would normally take because it's him. That's what it looked like if we would have taken a layup on, on Anthony Davis. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take another quick second here. When we come back, there's a few more other notes from this game. Uh, you mentioned the defense on Jimmy Butler, and and I this was the other thing I forgot to mention at the top of the at the top of the game or, or the show uh, stuff that the Lakers might have been able to figure out. This was I thought there was a pretty noticeable shift in the way that they were going about guarding him. Uh, so so we're going to talk about that, see if that's sustainable, and uh, and yeah, send you off on this on this nice little break where the Lakers have a couple off days before they before they go out there and try to win their championship on thursday is it no friday 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 right all right sit tight we'll be back here in a bit talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy usually we brush it off or blame ourselves or say things like i lost my mojo or avoid it altogether with excuses like i had a long day at work or sorry honey i'm just not feeling it but with Roman, it's easy to talk about it. With a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and again, discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNBA and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today and connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNBA today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNBA. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNBA. Before we, before we get to, you know, the last couple of notes on this game, I do want to continue to give props to Miami. I get... Yeah, man, they're it, really good. They're here for a reason. Well, it, it kind of sucks that, you know, the the series is kind of looked at as such a giant talent gap. And to a certain extent, that's that's the case or whatever. But Miami is also playing its ass off on both sides of the ball. And Bam isn't 100%. Obviously, they don't have Goran Dragic. Obviously, like Hero and Duncan Robinson are both super young for the moment, but it just doesn't matter. They're they're not going to go quietly. Uh, this has been quite the showing for for a team that that is well on its way. I think to to probably being the best team in the Eastern Conference next year. Yeah, should be interesting, especially with KD coming back. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see what he looks like. But uh, so we were we were talking. You mentioned the defense that Anthony Davis played on Jimmy Butler. 
-hmm. And I want to talk about not just the defense he was playing, but the way that the Lakers collectively were kind of going at him on that side of the ball. Uh, There was a lot more. So in the first half, we saw some, some situations where they were allowing the switching a little too easily. I thought, which kind of makes sense, right? You're easing yourself into the game. You don't want to use that amount of energy right from the get-go or whatever, if you can avoid it. And then the Lakers figured out, nope, we cannot avoid it. And, yeah, he killed us in that first quarter. Yeah, and then, and then you know, Anthony Davis, LeBron James really started focusing on, on guarding him whenever he had the ball uh, while they were on the court. And one of the things, like I kind of tweeted it out as just kind of a concept, like a throw shit against the wall kind of moment and see if it sticks. But I just don't understand why when Butler has a screen coming, why the opposing team just doesn't go under the screen almost every time that he has the ball. You don't have to switch. If he shoots the three-pointer off the dribble in that situation, fantastic. You've done your job. Uh, And I thought there were some spots where the Lakers – where no matter how deep the screen was being set, they started doing that. And I thought it allowed them to keep Butler in front the whole night. Much better job of doing that in the second half, especially. Um, They were running a lot of double drag screens and on double drag screens, they, those go across the court. So Jimmy will have the ball and then usually two Mm -hmm. of their shooters or usually one big one shooter will set a screen and he'll dribble across the court. And you got to communicate on those. One guy will pop. And they were, whenever they can get KCP or Rondo or even Caruso, uh, Kuzma as well, anybody that they feel like Jimmy can power through, Keith, they got Keith a couple of times, although Mm -hmm. the advantage, Jimmy hit one shot where he bodied him and then hit a lefty, uh, you know, little lefty shot from about five, six feet against Keith. But most of those, Jimmy's trying to shoot pull-ups against Keith because he's got more of a quickness advantage against him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're looking to get a matchup that they like on those with with Jimmy. And like you said, though, since he's not that pull-up three threat and he's also not deciding to take it, like yeah. Jimmy can be a good three-point shooter, but it's very obvious that he's not looking for that shot right now. LeBron played most of this series like mm-hmm. that. I actually thought the two threes that he hit in the third quarter were huge for rhythm and yep. ungunking the paint. Um, mm-hmm. We obviously have the talent advantage on the inside, and that's where we want our primary attack to be. But just loosening it up, loosening it up a little bit with LeBron is super helpful. And I think the same thing would be, could be said on the other end of the floor with Jimmy one, once we started really going under those really communicating, switching when we had to, but not just, you know, because we're going to switch. I thought Miami, hell, they hit a couple of shots that were like that Duncan Robinson banked in. Dude, I thought we were going to lose. Yeah, no, they hit a couple and like, like heroes throwing it freaking 15 feet up in the air. (laughs) It's falling in the basket. Bam almost had a buzzer beater banked in, but it was a shot clock violation. Which was weird that they somehow challenged after after KCP made his layup. They went back and looked at it again. Yeah, at the two-minute mark. Weird. Uh, But yeah, I thought when Duncan Robinson hit that three-pointer, I was this close to just texting you. See, this is what happens when you piss off the basketball gods. They start giving banking 35-footers. (laughs) <laughs> in a close game that usually wind up being the difference. 
That's so pissed. Jen was like, I don't. <laughs> she, she saw yeah. me reaching for my phone. No. She's like, whatever no. you're thinking about tweeting, texting, leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So uh, the, the, last co- the last thing uh, that, that I want to get out here on, LeBron goes for, for was it, 28, 12, and 8, had the six turnovers, clean that up in the second half. Uh, I thought one of the more telling stats was from uh, Tim or, or Krangis, depending on who you know him as. But uh, but he pointed out after the game that the Lakers didn't miss a layup or, or, or didn't miss a shot at the rim in the second half. I thought in that first half, they were missing a ton of bunnies. They were turning the ball over a bunch. And, and you know, it was one of those situations where you look up and you're like, oh, well, at least they're still in it. At least, mm-hmm. at least this is still within reach, or, or, or in this case, at least they're still up heading to the fourth, which they mm-hmm. are now fifty-six and zero on the year. Uh, That's crazy. Of games. It's a crazy <laughs> stat. It's one of the most insane stats of my lifetime. Uh, but, but that that streak continues. But I'm kind of interested. You mentioned LeBron taking those threes, uh, and and we have talked a little bit about Rondo, KCP, Kyle Kuzma lesser extent uh alex caruso attacking closeouts and getting into the into the key and maybe uh opening up the offense a little bit in that way but can you did you, have you seen anything that because there were some stretches where like oh come on lebron <laughs> sure <laughs> it's, it's takeover time this is calling your name and and for whatever reason he hasn't necessarily been able to to do that to this or to that point. And then all of a sudden he does, but have you seen anything that might be able to open up or do you think the things that we've talked about to this point in the show might be able to help open up the key for him just a little bit so he can start taking over potentially earlier? I don't think it was a coincidence that when we put Keith in, in the second half, LeBron had, I think 18 in the second half, AD Mm -hmm. had 14 or 16, something like that. Uh, It's just floor spacing. They're, so collapsing they're collapsing the paint very heavily um part of it too is he's not getting as much explosion on it so he's more contested on his drives when they collapse down on him uh they're bothering it more they're getting a piece of it a little bit more that's part of him getting older um so that's certainly part of it but i do think primarily spacing with this team in particular becomes important when Danny's off. Although Danny was like four for eight, Miami is not really guarding him as much. Uh, They're definitely pulling a lot of help off of him. So when you've got that and Dwight in the game, I thought our offense was really stuck in the mud. But in that second quarter, I thought he was doing a good job of getting to the basket. He just wasn't finishing. I think he got fouled on a couple of those drives, Mm -hmm. but a couple of others, they were just, he rushed the shot. So I, I just think that increased spacing, I think we really figured something out in that uh, second quarter, the second half of the second quarter, and we saw that persist in the second half. I think that we'll probably see Keith start to start game five, and I think we'll see more from LeBron. It's more similar to the second half than the first. I, I, I tend to think so. Like the longer series go, the more he figures some stuff out. And and I think the more talented team starts to be able to adjust to the things that the lesser talented team are making it to, to make up for that talent gap. 
if you had to, if you had to not, you know, if you want to bet either way, whatever, but, but I'm of the belief that they close things out Friday night. How about you? Lakers in five. Yeah, that's, that's where I've been this whole time. I may as well stick with it. That'd be pretty goddamn impressive, man. Five, 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 five en route to a Mm -hmm. finals. That'd be, let's, let's hope that it actually happens. That'll do it though for this episode of the Locked On Lakers podcast. Fun show uh, planned for you guys for tomorrow. Uh, if it if it works out, I don't like giving away guests early just in case it falls through. But but we have something fun planned for you guys there. And then Pete and I will be back on uh, you know Thursday for Friday to to, uh, to to preview that game. And then if they win a championship, I I guess we'll report an extra show here. <laughs> yes. Uh, But for now, have a great rest of your day. Make somebody else's, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. One more to go, guys. Let's fucking do it. Let's go. Let's go.